Welcome into Loud America Discussing Soccer or LADS podcast. Today is Friday, June 3rd, 2022, and it's the end of the Premier League. It's the end of the Champions League. It's the end of the season. Uh, we got a Discord pod going on right now. We got JD, Andy, Ravi, and Brady. Um, we're here to kind of just discuss and just kind of do the wrap-up pod. This is the wrap-up pod for the rest of the season. So uh, I just want to go around and uh, everybody just say hi real quick. And uh, thank you guys for coming to hang out. I really appreciate it. You know, I've been me, me and Martin have been kind of slacking on the pod recently. And I can always want to say uh, appreciate to our great Discord community, our great lads community, uh, you know, for bailing me out. So uh, we'll go around the room. We'll start over with Ravi. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Good. Yeah, How man. How are you guys? Yeah. Today's been a pretty good day. Good, no. good. You do get this. Ah, this is classic podcast 101. I yep. have no follow up. This is, <laughs> I have no clue what, what I'm doing on here. This is, I've never been on a podcast before. No, no, that's cool, man. Well, I'm happy to hear, happy to hear some of your takes. So uh, I'll hop over to JD. What's up, JD? Yeah. Hey, hey Kev. Uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a while since I've been on, on lads. Uh, I think you, I think you've been on my podcast since I've been on yours. I don't know. But otherwise, I, how are you doing? Because, you're moving to you're moving to Philly. You're going to be an hour and a half away from me. I know and, that's dangerous. Yeah, and that is no, very you're about dangerous. to be an hour and a half away from me too in Jersey. Also dangerous. And Kev, I just want you to know if you need help moving into your new place, Philly, wherever it may be, I am there. Appreciate it, man. I'll bring a case of beer. I know a lot of people are really excited for me to come home. Uh, I just moved my girlfriend down. I just was just home for like a funeral and stuff. So I've been moving around a bunch. I'll be gone this weekend out to Chicago. So that's also why. Things have been kind of tough with the pod and kind of all the content. So, but I'm stoked to be close to friends, man. It's going to be real nice, but I'll hop around real quick. Uh, Let's go over to Brady. Brady, what's going on, man? Hey, guys. How's it going? So I don't have a video feed just yet. Um, I'm driving home from work right now. I just, I I work in an aquatic center. And so I just had a little late shift. Um, I'm doing all right. I'm glad to be a part of the pod, man. I've been kind of itching to get on here and talk with you guys for a while now. And I'm glad that I've finally been able to do it. Cool. Yeah, man. I uh, really appreciate you being a part of this and uh, finally getting to hear you. Come on. So excited to hear what you have to say. So, yeah, of course. Um, I'm excited. And finally, fellow Gooner, uh, Andy, what's going on, man? Hey, I'm doing all right. How are you? Good. Good to see you back on the pod. This is, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess we don't have too much arsenal to talk about, being that, you know, it would have been cooler if we made Champions League, but, you know, we don't have to talk yeah, about it. That's not important. Really, that's not, that's really, really not important. The- Really went to the end of the season there, but uh, I think that's yeah. definitely something we should talk about. No, Ravi. Okay, let's get <laughs> on to our main topics of today. We are going to start with the Champions League final, um, and we actually do have a Liverpool fan here, so we'll probably start with JD. But um, my overall thoughts on the Champions League final uh, for a one-nil affair, I thought it was rather exciting. Um, going into it, I feel as though Liverpool were the favorites, but it was that. Thing that we mentioned on the pod, a lot of people have memed to death, is that Real Madrid, they have that dog in them. And it's annoying. They I do. hate to say it. Um, Carlo Ancelotti now uh, with, uh, what is it now, four Champions League titles? Six. Uh, oh, six. So two as a player, four as a manager, right? Yeah, I believe so. Cool. Um, so, and it feels though like Ancelotti has always been in that top tier, but never really regarded in the past couple of years as like Pep, Klopp, for some reason has kind of fell out of the ether going to Everton may have done that. But I think this kind of like changes his whole narrative even more to be like, okay, like he's officially in like some of the top tier, but going back to the game, uh, you got the Vinny goal. You have tons of chances by Liverpool overall. 
it seemed as though the classic Liverpool should have won, but an outstanding goal performance by a uh, goalie performance by Courtois kind of stopped that. But JD, I'll go to you first. You are representative Liverpool fan, uh, EPL boys uh, podcast, Liverpool representative. So what were your thoughts on the match? Um, and that was a pretty sad parade afterwards in Liverpool. I got to say with the FA cup and Carabao cup. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm very sad because Liverpool honestly, statistically they should have won that game statistically they should have won but that's that is champions league football for you that is that is a final anything can happen and real madrid just got that dog in him i i am the biggest liverpool fan but i have to say like real madrid have done this time and time again where they have not necessarily been the best team in a final albeit a Champions League final, think of what was it, 2014 against Atletico, oh my God, Atletico Madrid when they drew 1-1 and then it ended up being 4-1, but like, God damn it, like took extra time. But like, I, this game, it it came down to Liverpool just not taking their chances. And a lot of that came down to Thibaut Courtois. I, I, one of the best goalkeepers in the world, Honestly, after that game, I'm gonna I'm gonna call him the best goalkeeper currently in the world. I and he felt as though he hasn't been getting any credit, like the English media was shit on no. him. And now and now he's he's been really puffing his chest the past yeah. couple of days. Yeah, it's it's it helps that he's six foot fucking twenty, but <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know, like because if you think about it, in the game, the first half that Mane save, I mean that's a goal. Any other goalkeeper that isn't six foot eleven. They don't save that. That's a goal. Yeah, any other day of the any any other shot that's in any, any other goalkeeper. Other, yeah, that's in. any other goalkeeper. That's a goal. I mean, that was a perfect shot by Mane. Just Courtois was just on his game, and then Salah's chance in the second half. I'm just picking two chances of the nine shots on target they had. Uh, it, it's that game came down to Thibaut Courtois, and he was rightfully chosen as the man of the match. Real Madrid deserved to win this game based on Courtois. I think Liverpool were the better team overall, but that is final football in a tournament for you. I that's that's what can happen, and that's what happened. That's okay. football, yeah. It's 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 a shame. It's a shame what happened outside of the stadium before and after the game, but I that that means that doesn't have anything to do with what happened on the field. Like I I am sad that Liverpool didn't win, but I'm not going to be a biased Liverpool fan and say like. Oh, it is all bullshit. Like it was not bullshit. I mm-hmm. Liverpool failed to convert their chances. So it's what happens. Okay. Well, I'll hop over to Brady. Seems like you got some thoughts on the match. And I, another thing, real quick before I hop to you, Brady, is like, is this the and, and not to talk shit on Real Madrid? They just won the Champions League, they just won La Liga. But is this out of the modern, like past, you know, Real Madrid team that has five Champions Leagues in the past 10 years or so? Or uh is this the worst squad to have won the Champions League? I don't know. Out of all those squads, but Brady, go ahead. What are your thoughts on this? So funny enough, I was in Florida last week and I didn't really get to watch the game all the way through because my sister was filming a movie and I had to kind of be by her side a little bit, but I was trying to catch as much time as I could. And from what I saw, you know, I'd have to agree with JD. Liverpool, you know, you when like Kareem Benzema and you have Modric and Casemiro and Cruz and all those guys and like even the young stars that are up and coming like Valverde and Vinicius and you're just kind of like man for man in this you think you take Liverpool in my opinion yeah because like you were saying like squad wise this isn't the best 
Real Madrid squad we've ever seen win a Champions League, but that's also because like we're used to Ronaldo, Benzema, Bale, Modric, Casemiro, Cruz, Sergio Ramos, Varane, Carvajal, and Marcelo in their prime. And those guys just dominated for so long that like this kind of squad of just veterans and young guys kind of pulling it together to get a result out of it is just, it's definitely not the best, but it's impressive to say the least, because as a United fan, obviously I didn't want Liverpool to complete the quadruple, but at the same time, as a soccer fan, I still wanted to see like history being made. And to, and I really thought this Liverpool team was going to do it all the way through the year. I mean, especially in the second half of the season, like they were just they were just barreling down on every title that they were in for. And it was just it was very impressive to see a Real Madrid uh, sorry, a Real Madrid squad of this caliber that wasn't completely the best, but like wasn't any by far the worst that we've seen do what they did and to do it in the same style every game leading up until his final. Yeah, I I was picking Liverpool to win the title. I was picking them to win the Champions League. I mean, I, I mean, as a Liverpool fan, you can't really be disappointed. You came out with silverware. You made it to a Champions League final. You literally on the last day, there was a 20 minute span where you were winning the title. Like you can't be yep. upset with that. So um, I, I, I never thought that as a Liverpool fan. Good, I knew good. I knew City would do it. <laughs> I say that with a tear rolling down my cheek for those yeah. 20 minutes, for those yeah, 20 Stevie, minutes that Stevie, I was just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Stevie G slipped again. Yeah. Now he, now he, we'll get, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to the end of the I'm sorry. I had, a, had, a, had, a, had a, had a, had a toss that in there. Um, Robbie, what were your thoughts on the match and kind of like uh, what this means for both squads and kind of legacy? Some people are even saying this is Liverpool's last dance. Like in terms of like you compare it to like the Michael Jordan documentary, because uh, Mane, Salah, Firmino, like all Mane's definitely leaving. Salah's kind of like in his final year, he's probably gone. Um, and Firmino's only got one year left on his contract. So what, what, what was your thoughts on the match and kind of the legacy of this whole match? Well, similarly to Brady, I was also away during the weekend, so I didn't really have a chance to look at the match too much. But I did watch some of the highlights, and I was actually watching a little bit of the match before I ended up leaving. So I think uh, basically what happened during the, like uh, that game, Real Madrid, like we all knew like Liverpool were the favorites, but like Real Madrid have a history of just dominating this competition we saw how they managed to make it to the final they uh they came back against psg benzema hat trick they came back against us at chelsea uh benzema again came in clutch against uh man city too so like you counting real madrid out i just i i don't know i couldn't really do that but like i think that uh they definitely deserved their win no doubt courtois uh, his saves were ridiculous. I knew he was always a world-class keeper when he was at Chelsea, but I think a lot of the scrutiny he faces is mainly because like the way he left. So like, we fucking hate that guy. And, uh, well, yeah, that's really it. Okay. So no hard feelings of Courtois. Okay, cool. Um, so Andy, I'll finish off with you. Uh, what were your thoughts on the match? Um, do you feel as though, uh, Liverpool should be really kicking themselves over this, or do you feel as though like Man City should be kicking themselves all over this run? Like, um, w- w- what are your thoughts on this? I mean, I think yeah, with with 
with the talent that Man City has, I, I, I don't know how you can't, uh, how they wouldn't be kicking themselves over this. I mean, it's just another another Champions League that they don't make, uh, that they don't win the final, and that seems to be kind of their end all be all. So I, I mean, they have all the talent in the world to win it. For whatever reason, they continue to not. It's I mean, it's 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 comical at this point. Wait, Andy, I had a I just to interrupt real quick. I had a real dumb theory, like a Colin Cowherd, like weird like analogy. And it was like Man City is like Netflix. They spend so much money, so much money, and they get a couple hits, some Oscar nominees here and there. But most of it's just bullshit. There's a lot of bad shit on Netflix. Where Real Madrid is like HBO, where like they're not always, you know, reeling it out. They do have some stinkers here and there, but they have the legacy of like the Sopranos and uh, the Wire, and now they're putting out like We Own This City and Barry, and they're just consistency. You see that HBO like screen pop up you go like you know you're in for a good show netflix i don't know what i'm getting so but and do you, yeah, how, do you, how do you like that analogy years, that is pretty good I, i'm, I work, I'm like workshopping that. it is, is arsenal <laughs> crackle then uh, fuck off oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't need to go there we're hulu, <laughs> we're hulu. Like we know you're not you guys are like plus we're we're disney plus we're an up-and-coming streams or up-and-coming team yeah you have all you have all the classics that everyone remembers from the late 90s and early 2000s but nothing new we've got we've got some new things on that are that just started out that obi-wan's looking good yeah so yeah, we, we could we could in a couple of years we could surpass, you know, maybe not Netflix, but maybe be the number two, number two streaming service team. Oh, so you guys will be like Hulu. <laughs> we are Hulu. I'm claiming yeah. it. We, <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't know if that's warranted. I'm so <laughs> sorry I started this streaming war conversation. But Andy, back to the match. Um, <laughs> what are your what are your kind of thoughts? I mean, probably along the same with us of like Liverpool dominated possession, dominated shots were yep. just but just could not get that fu- could not finish in the back of the net. Yeah, and and yeah, I, everyone's already kind of said it, but Courtois gets all the credit. I mean, <laughs> you, you you have you know you have one of the best goalies in the world, and he played like it that day. And that's what you that that is like the dream performance that you would expect from a you know one of the best world or goalkeepers in the world on the biggest stage. I mean, they they stepped up on the Champions League final, and you know they they made what, three or four outstanding saves i mean you, you couldn't ask for a better performance from a, from a goalkeeper yeah i i'm just trying to think like based on i feel like this champions league was pretty weird like especially because real madrid knocking out and you can't say real madrid did not deserve this they knocked out oh, absolutely not they totally deserved it sorry to interrupt you um, oh yeah. no no fee i shut me up please uh psg chelsea man city yeah. they beat out the Former champions, champions of France, and they beat the champions of the Premier League. Um, the amount of money in those three squads alone, and then to beat Liverpool, who is also known as like the best team in the world or top three, whatever you want to do. Um, insane. And people were shitting on Carlo Ancelotti for his style of play all year. Like, was it good? Was it the, was this Real Madrid? Was it fun? But at the end of the day, came out with the double La Liga trophy, Champions League trophy. You can't it doesn't matter how you play. And I think Josie Mourinho rode these coattails, as you know, Ravi for a very long time. Like as long as you are getting silverware in your like cabinets, then it doesn't matter how you play. So oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think uh Courtois, he had a phenomenal match and like, it also like goes back to what I was saying about ooh. like him not being as highly regarded um, by uh, the English media. 
he also had a really bad first season with Real Madrid. So like seeing the way like he's developed throughout his career at Madrid to like the kind of goalkeeper he is now, I'm not surprised to see that kind of performance in a final. Like those saves, absolutely ridiculous. There's a reason why they won. Yeah, no, I think oh, they just have that dog in them. It's it's stupid. I hate that yeah. meme, but it's just it, it's it's true. But all they right, guys. just want it more. Yeah. Does anyone else have any thoughts before we uh, move over to the Premier League? We kind of talk about uh, how that finished up uh, on the on the Champions League final or anything else with Champions League. I see JD's fingers up. Go ahead. Yes, I would just like to point out um, UEFA are a corrupt, ridiculous organization. <laughs> <laughs> Not taking away from the game. The game Perez, happened. Yeah. I'm saying outside of the game. Uh, Liverpool supporters were tear gassed and pepper sprayed. Uh, four out of the five gates were shut. And uh, obviously, as if you if you spent five thousand pounds on a ticket to this goddamn game, and only one gate out of five was open, I'd be pissed too. I I wouldn't be like trying to jump the fence, but I I'd be un- unsettled. And if that's cause for tear gas from French authorities, I, I I'm so happy that Liverpool put out a an official statement saying we have requested an investigation with UEFA of why this happened. And I am very interested to see what the outcome of that is, because a lot of people that bought tickets for this game, mostly Liverpool supporters, did not get to see this game live. Because of what happened. And if you're unaware of what happened, just look. I mean, just look at any soccer media channel. Uh, A lot of people have covered it. It's the consensus basically is French police and UEFA kind of fucked up and not not in a, oh, we, you know, misplaced something. No, they fucked up. And honestly, a lot of kids and, you know, like, like younger people got fucking tear gassed outside the Champions League final for trying to get in with a valid ticket. So I I don't know. That's my last point on the Champions League final. Uh, Real Madrid Real Madrid deserved to win. So, yeah. I was going to carry on to that thought because so this is um, – it was baffling that like, you know, the, the whole thing with the Russia and Ukraine invasion making St. Petersburg – it be switched away from St. Petersburg. This wasn't something that happened two weeks ago. It's it, it happened months ago. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so right. yeah. the organization for this yep. Yep. was just yep. absolutely abhorrent. And it was just baffling to see that that was how certain fans are being treated. I mean, I was listening to a podcast where like after the game, because obviously, like I said, I didn't get to kind of, participate in watching the game last week that much especially during the beginning and like kickoff in the first half that's where i missed a lot of it and i didn't know about that until i was listening to like espn fc afterwards or like something like that and they were talking about how this journalist that was there asking liverpool supporters like what's going on and like they were asking how excited they were just randomly got tear gassed and it wasn't like they were behaving poorly it was just like a bunch of fans just waiting at a gate just like excited and kind of hooping and hollering a little bit. And then all of a sudden they were getting tear gassed and pushed away from the gates and not let in. And it's just, it's just crazy to think that UEFA managed to fumble something like this when they had ample enough time to reorganize and restructure all of this. And it's not like the, it was in the part of France, right? Like the, 
the it was in the PSG. Yeah, it, was a, it was in Paris. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like they had a tiny venue to fit all these people into all of a sudden. This Parc de Prince is bigger than the St. Petersburg Stadium. They're, by, u- like, they're the, used to big crowds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's way bigger than what St. Petersburg Stadium is. Cause and I know I've been to St. Petersburg Stadium. Like it's it's how they managed to fumble that and how they managed to get people hurt along the way and then try to just not take any blame or any responsibility for it. It's just, it's just crazy to me. Yeah. I mean, that would, you know, uh, what's it called? just costs more money. So they don't want to do that. Yeah. Fishy. Uh, It's fishy is what it is. Yeah. I, I just think the whole thing was just a fucking, terrible mess and all those Liverpool supporters got fucked over by the cops. I mean, like they're shooting tear gas at like just kids and like adults. I mean, apparently there was like pregnant women out there. Like that's fucked, man. That's so yeah. disgusting. So uh, what were you going to say, Robbie? Oh, no, they, I was just going to say like, they definitely fumbled the bag with that. Like it, it's like, I don't know. There's like no excuse to how they handled that. Like I was reading that uh, Liverpool fans were trying, like initially, like when this was happening live, that uh, the Liverpool fans were trying to get in with uh, fake tickets. But like after I read like other news, it's like, okay, yeah, there's no excuse for this. You can't condone this. Like tear gassing people, they're trying to get into a game. Like they're not being violent or anything. It's not like there's a fight breaking out. Like, I mean, it was just most most of the most of the like the reports of the fake tickets were like French, like Paris locals. Yeah. Like oh, trying to get yeah. in that that's it, what like is like a thing like that that's like a reported thing that most of the people that were trying to get into fake tickets were not like a fan of either team they were just trying to get into the champions league final also, just, and, and it seemed and, like uefa was quick to push yeah. that that narrative that like oh these, this is a fan issue they're trying to get in with fake tickets like uefa was very quick and, and push the blame you, immediately away and, from them and, yeah. and every mm-hmm. video you'll see of somebody jumping the fence you're at a Champions League final. If you're a fan of one of the teams, you're gonna wear something in support. Yeah. Probably every yeah. single video, the, there's guys in nothing of either Liverpool or Real Madrid. I, I'm sorry, like I, yeah, I mean, it, oops, sorry. Oh no, no, I wasn't gonna make a good point. Go ahead. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> Don't make me feel like that, Kevin. Sorry. <laughs> I was also gonna just oh, on top of that, it wasn't even just random fans that were affected by all this stuff. Andy Robertson even came out and said some of his friends and family were affected by this. It wasn't even just like regular name, like name fans that were just trying to make it in there. It was players that had set up tickets for their family and friends to come in. It was, you know, people affiliated with the clubs and stuff like that. And all the blame was trying to be put on Liverpool. And I was just like, what the hell is going on here? Sorry, Kevin. I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, no, no. It's okay. I'm, I'm a dumb shit. Um, um, But okay. So besides all the fan stuff, shitty police, what else is new? Uh, Does anyone else have any thoughts on champions league stuff? Uh, Oh, go ahead. I got one last thing on on the uh, fan issue getting into the stadium. I haven't seen this discussed enough, but is it possible Everton fandom has infiltrated the highest levels of UEFA? Oh, shit. We saw saw how petty. Well, they were there. They, They were, they were there in, in spirit. With the uh, Richard Arlison bus <laughs> yeah. trip, yeah. which honestly, honestly, like I, I'll give it, I'll give it to whoever did that as an Everton fan. Like, smart, you're gonna get arrested for for fraud. Yeah. Uh, for one thing, I, I mean, I, I, I hope, but I almost don't even need to hope. Um, those supporters paid a fee to get that bus, and they 
kind of a, 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 uh, what um, imitated a legitimate business, and that's that's fraud. Yep. So as funny as that was, that's that's little literal fraud. So <laughs> yeah, when it comes to when it comes to banter, it's like it's a good it's it's funny when you think of it in that way, and then you're like, oh, this costs people money and time yeah, and all that fraud. stuff. It's yeah, it's <laughs> fucked up. At, at the end of the day, well, I wonder. Like, I'm not saying like this guy's a piece of shit. Like, he should go get some sort of punishment. Um, but if he doesn't take any of the money, like if he just does like a fake scam where he doesn't profit oh. from it, like yeah, yeah, but it's still fraud. Like I mean, I mean, you're imitating a That's legitimate business, man. business, and something like that. Yeah, I, Matt, I, I mean, take some, yeah. Um, no, no, Tinky, I'm not. I'm not, def- not, I'm not defending him. I'm just, thinking, I'm just thinking of like the logistics behind it. Like, how would he? Someone get out of this? I don't know. Well, so. the best, the best part was Richarlison himself retweeting a picture of him driving the fucking <laughs> bus, which. Oh my God! You finished sixteenth, just barely didn't get relegated. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, I wanted him to get relegated so bad. He, uh, <sighs> they're already putting up a statue of him. He thinks he's R nine. So, oh my God, sixteenth um, place, and you're trying to do that. All right. Well, we did you a favor. We kicked the shit out of him on the final day, which is a great transition. Look at me. Yes, fuck yeah. Let's go. Well um, done, Kevin. Thank you, thank you. I've had almost three hundred pods to get good at it. Um, so we're going to go to the final day, which is actually kind of exciting. I love when the last day is kind of exciting for once, for once, for once. And I was so excited for this Aston Villa Man City matchup. So going into the final day, the scenario was Man City, uh, had to either draw or lose to Aston Villa and Liverpool had to win no matter what, based on goal differential of Liverpool in order to win the title. Um, and there was some drama. We had uh, Aston Villa go up 2-0, a goal by Coutinho as well. To add to this crazy narrative, this crazy story, former Liverpool uh, legend, no, I'm just kidding, um, um, affiliate. And so, J.D., at no point, even when Aston Villa was up 2-0, uh, you guys had just taken the lead or it was 1-1 at the time with Wolves? No, when 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 Villa went up two 0 I think we were still down one 0 and I, I had no I had no worries about Liverpool winning the, their game against Wolves. I honestly because the prior like three Premier League games they had gone down one 0 early on, and I that's just how they were playing at towards the end of the season. They would go down one 0 and they would come out winners. I, I it's when with Villa up two 0 especially with Coutinho scoring for like, I mean, it was like a 20 minute window, but for me, it was like a two minute window where I was thinking, Oh God, this could happen. And then I just, I I was, I thought about it too much and maybe, maybe it's because I thought about it too much and that's why it didn't happen. But (laughs) yeah, you should have stopped thinking should have been like, yeah, I should, I should have stopped thinking, but I, yeah. And city city, City should be beating Aston Villa, and they did. And the way they did it is heartbreaking because Liverpool went on one three one, and yeah, it's it's a shame. It's a yeah, shame. I mean, it when could have been crazy. What Man City did in scoring what was it three goals in six minutes or yeah, less, something, something like that? Like that. Uh, Gundogan, who has been in just soldier for Pep Guardiola over the years, has <laughs> done nothing this season. Probably will leave this summer. <laughs> Which is crazy. I know, which is insane. He can leave this crazy mark on the end of his career because that's what everyone, all the Man City fans, that's what they're going to remember him for. 
Yeah, yep. for those final in reference minutes. to that meme, he got that dog in him. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he he they came back from. They came back. I mean, and, last... and let me tell you, Rodri's goal. Rodri's goal is the second goal. What the fuck was that goal? I'm sorry. I, like Emiliano Martinez, if he's playing for Aston Villa, he scores that. That was the worst goal to concede. Well, that was also the drama. They were using their backup goalkeeper. Yeah, I know Olsen, like Robert Olsen, like I. Who was a wall in the first half, respectfully. Yes, yes. I just, I, I think Martinez saves that. That, that was from like thirty-five yards out on the ground. I'm sorry. Like, if you're a Premier League goalkeeper, you should save that. I. So, it, in defense of that shot, because as somebody that has watched people and also played the game, and also that, and like trying to do that at that level and at that intensity and that speed is just crazy. But the thing about it is I've talked to goalkeepers and like, I've listened to the Ben Foster podcast a lot. And he talks about how, if you just hit stuff early and game speed and like really quick, you keepers can't really anticipate that. And I think that's just why that happened was because Rodri hit it on the one time and he's yeah. getting screened by fucking Mings, who is not a window. He's a brick it's, house himself. Yeah. It's a great, it's a great shot. Yeah. It, don't get me wrong. I, I'm, I'm appreciating the fantastic oh, yeah. strike of the ball. I just think, I, I think as good of a goalkeeper as Emiliano Martinez has been in the past, not necessarily the season, but I, I think Olsen not being there if, if it's martinez i think i think he saves that but that's that's the what if like yeah. who, who fucking knows yeah like, so let me let me hop over to ravi what do you think of the final day uh pretty exciting stuff you know like as a neutral now that as as a neutral during that part of the season as considering uh my team uh got knocked out of the race pretty early. Well, I wouldn't say pretty early, but like somewhere midway through the season, it was very entertaining because like for the past few years, it's just been like city just sweeping the league. So seeing it like come down to the final day and like such a small time frame in between those goals, like it was entertaining from a neutral point of view. Um, I really wanted Liverpool to win, to be honest, because I just I, I don't know how to feel about City having uh, more Prem titles than us. Four titles but in five years. That's insane. Six titles in 11 years. Is that what it is? Something like that? I, seven, I believe seven, so. I think it's seven and, titles in 11 years, isn't it? And, you know, that's a remarkable achievement for them. Like, congrats. That's like, gross. That is that's, absolutely insane. And the thing is, it's not over. Yeah. Erling Holland oh. is coming to the per- the oil <laughs> money. Just keeps the oil going. money, yeah. It's okay. We'll be saved by Newcastle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like save me. Obi Wan wins it on the Newcastle. Kenobi, almost, you're my only worse. host. It's almost worse. Um, Andy, how'd you feel? Did you have fun on the last day? I know we were kicking the shit out of Everton, so we were feeling pretty good. Yeah, I, I had a good good last day, and then I yeah I think I had the City Villa game on one device, and then Liverpool. Wolves on the other, so trying to keep up with like the the main drama of the day, and yeah, it, it's it's nice to have like the the last match day matter because a lot of the times I feel like you might have like one kind of storyline going into it, like maybe there's a fight for fourth place or relegation. You know, the, yeah, relegation. Well, we actually haven't even mentioned all, relegation. all three. You had all three going into that. I mean, there was as unlikely as it was, Arsenal were not mathematically eliminated eliminated from fourth place. They, had to hope that Norwich could beat Tottenham, but and we also saw how that worked out. But yeah, you had 
Liverpool still had a shot at the title. Arsenal and Tottenham could flip flop on fourth place. And then, yeah, you had, was it Burnley and Leeds fighting over to that last relegation spot. So it's nice to have the, the three major storylines that you could have or, or races you could have in a Premier League season still up in the air going into the last match day. And I feel like it's been a while since we've had that. I, was, I, I think, like everybody else, I, I really wanted to see Liverpool win. Just I'm so sick of City winning. I mean, we all know that they're such a good team, but yeah, seven titles just, in 11 years or whatever it was, it's it's boring to see them continue to to win. I I I I I agree. It sucks to see a consistent winner. You know, like say someone like the Patriots or someone, you turn them into a villain. But we are witnessing greatness, and I really fucking love greatness. Like what they did in that six minutes to score those three goals and the way they can just dismantle a team like they did in Aston Villa that quick was jaw dropping. And well, I know, and, Oh, go ahead. I, I, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want to steal your thunder there. Oh no, you're good. Yeah. Go. What were you going to say? I was, was going to say, if you didn't have the context of them having been so dominant and won seven titles in 11 years and say this was their first title, like this would be, that would be an all time, Premier League finish, like a team that looks like they're going to win the title going the last the game, they fall down, you know, they get behind two goals early and then come back with three goals basically at the end of the game to snatch the title again. It would have been another Aguero moment. Yeah, that's exactly exactly what happened. Well, not exactly with the three goals, but like that's exactly what happened with uh, Aguero. Mm -hmm. But yeah, because because City have been such a good team, it's just like you you expect them and you just like that's what they do exactly yeah Uh, just a side note here i'm very happy that uh on the last day of the season uh merseyside's greatest midfielder ross barkley scored for us very happy (laughs) to see that (laughs) um well guys overall let's go through the table uh we have man city one liverpool two chelsea three tottenham fourth arsenal fifth man united six um, and then I'm not going to really go through mid table, not that crazy West Ham seventh, Leicester eighth. Um, and then you have at the bottom Burnley, Watford, Norwich being relegated, uh, Leeds and Everton surviving. Uh, one of the big surprises, I think Newcastle being 11th. I think that's absolutely insane. The work that Eddie Howe has done for that club has been phenomenal, but who out of all, what has been your biggest surprise with how the season finished who's been like your most disappointing club take this in any direction you want to go with uh for an idea for me i think the most impressive job done at least in the second half of the season has been antonio conte as spurs what he has done the turnaround uh he has done for that club to get them into champions league football harry kane is probably staying at the club now because of this um son with a golden boat uh golden boot winner split with um uh salah Incredible turnaround for them. I would probably put like Eddie Howe in there as well. Um, and obviously like Pep and Klopp, I don't even have to fucking mention. They're in a whole different tier. Um, so I'll go around the room. I'll start with Brady this time. Uh, overall thoughts on any certain club or anything like that or uh, end of the season thoughts. So I'm going to start with just like personal bias with the whole United thing. I was desperately, desperately kind of embarrassed and disappointed with the United kind of run this year. I no, I didn't think we were going to challenge for the title, 
But having Ronaldo come back kind of for like a comeback story and having sign Varane and then also getting Sancho in finally after dragging that on for a year and a half, you know, it kind of seemed like some of the and also I wasn't the biggest fan of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, but, you know, he had done some things with the club that was like, oh, you know, maybe he can take us in the right direction. But he had that dog in him. He did have that he dog had in a little, him for a while. He had a little had, dog. Yeah. He had, he had a, a little bit. dog in him. And so watching it all kind of crumble during the first half of the season, and especially, you know, Bruno was so influential last season, and watching him this year just really not. I mean, granted, he still has some numbers, and he still was like one of the highest chance creators in the league and all that stuff. It was very impressive, but, uh, you know, it was uh, it was disappointing. Um in that respect. And I think with Ten Hag coming in, there's a lot to look forward to, but there's this transfer window to look at. And then also, I mean, this is a big step up for Ten Hag. So we'll have to see how the next season goes as United, as United fans go. But for me, the biggest, biggest um, team that I think that should get a really big pat on the back is, and I can't remember the coach's name. I just, but Brentford. I thought Brentford Thomas, this Thomas year. Frank. Thomas yeah, Frank. Thomas Frank. I knew Frank was in it, but I didn't He's know. He's got that flow, yeah. dog. He, he was, was my number. He was my, good. my he was my number two in my podcast, uh, top manager of the year. He's yeah. my number two. He, he was a fan of that flow. So I've been actually watching Brentford as kind of like a side fan for like the last four years because I've been seeing them get in the playoff championship final like multiple times over the last four to six years. And I was a huge fan of Ollie Watkins when he was there. And I've been a huge fan of Ivan Tony's while he was in the championship last year. And so when I saw them come into the premier league, I was really excited because they finally got that W in the playoff championship final. And uh, I was very impressed. And then them signing Christian Erickson on a free, I mean, that just took them to another level again, like transfer of the of, season, possibly, possibly. I I mean, yeah, it's a good shout because like he revitalized them during the middle of the season. They were starting to drop off a little bit and then they brought Erickson in and he just took that team back to where they were doing. I mean, they were beating teams and giving big teams trouble. And it was uh, it was very impressive to see Thomas Frank and that club do what they were doing, especially, you know, it was they're like a wolf side, but Danish, you know, they're not all Portuguese. <laughs> they're all Danish dudes. So like, it was impressive to see a whole Danish squad and a whole like, kind of like, you know, like that sense do as well as they did, especially their first season in, I mean, they finished top half or like 12th or th- something like that. 13th. Yep. I'm 13th. Looking at the table okay, right now, yeah. yeah. So I, I just know that middle table kind of got a little wonky there over the last couple of days of the season, especially the last couple of games. But um, yeah, I'd say for biggest, like most impressive, I'd have to go with Thomas Frank and Brentford. Um, it was, it was a very impressive season to watch. And I, as a United fan, I never thought we were going to beat them every time we played them. Thankfully, most of the times we did, but you know, they were just one of those teams. They, uh, I thought they were very impressive and a shout out goes to Antonio Conte at, at Spurs. I, I knew when they signed him, I was like, yeah, Spurs are going to be a machine. I mean, they will be a machine <laughs> for the rest of the season. And that's I was, I was what they pissed. were. I was, yeah. I was a, upset too. As we an Arsenal fan, I was like, God damn it. They got the right manager. And they made two great signings. Bentaker and Kulisevsky coming in also helped that team get a little bit more oomph. I mean, Kulisevsky came in in January and finished with like double digits and like goals and assists or something like that. Which I I think he might, he would definitely be my shout for signing of the season. season. Yeah, he's one of them for sure. I hate to say it because I mean, what is, yeah, what, eight assists, nine assists? Yeah, something like that. And I think 11 goals or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the contribution he had towards the end of their season was amazing. 
And I, I think he was the difference between them finishing fourth and then finishing fifth. Yeah. Yeah. And I also Benteker and Hoiberg, they decided to just make this not, not the most impressive midfield two partnership on the planet, but they were workhorses. They were dogs. You know what I mean? They, they made sure that they did what they did and it was very impressive. And like I said, we were linked with them. And when we passed up on him because he wasn't our identity, you know, Stephen Housen and Mark Goldbridge saying Antonio Conte is not United. Well, there's, if you want United to get back to the top immediately, or get back to challenging for things, you bring in a winner like Antonio Conte because he doesn't fuck around. If you want to go this long route of rebuilding stuff, which I'm totally fine with, you bring in Ten Hag because that's his that's his prerogative and that's how he's going to do this. But watch it when I saw him go to Spurs and him having Harry Kane and Son and then bring in Kulisewski, I was like, this is they're going to finish top four. I knew it. It was a wrap. And yeah. I just sorry, I didn't mean to go on for that long. No, no, that was all very good. Good. Uh, Ravi, what do you, what were your thoughts to end the season? Um, obviously with Chelsea and everything, like, uh, had some, had some weird sanctions, had some yeah. ownership come it, in. It's been, a, it's been uh, quite a weird season for Lukaku, us. Lukaku, you know? what the fuck? You know, there's some weird yeah. stuff going on there. So what, what were your overall thoughts of, like, let's say your club? Cause we haven't talked too much about Chelsea. A lot of shakeup going on in that club yeah. right now. Rudiger, Polisic. You might First not have signing it. signing of the season, Lukaku, question mark? Oh, um, <laughs> that's, that's tough. That's you for know, a top that, four team. Sorry. Lukaku, what a, what a guy. No, I'm not going to lie. It's been a really weird season for us. I wouldn't say it, it was like as weird as that one season where we finished 10th. Well, maybe it could be, but like, yeah, the sanctions and like the, uh, what do you call it? Suspension of like uh, club activities and the sanctions placed on Roman Abramovich definitely did not help our club at all. And absolutely the Romelu Lukaku interview didn't really help either because like you know it was a weird time to put out an interview like oh I want to go back to Inter and you were like you just got back from injury and you've scored a couple goals and you know the fans are backing you we wanted you to succeed you know you claim to be a boyhood Chelsea fan you played for us in the past it didn't work out in the past with Mourinho and whatnot you went on loan signed for Everton United did brilliant at Inter under Antonio Conte and you came back. We were really, we really wanted to see Lukaku succeed. So it's really just like a shame to see that signing just not work out. But uh, I have to say, yeah, this season's been pretty underwhelming for us. We weighed two finals, FA Cup, Carabao Cup, lost on pens to Liverpool. Um, I'm, I mean, we can't say we ended the season trophyless. I mean, technically we did win the club world cup and the super cup. Ooh. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I definitely, I'd rather have a club world cup over, a you get that, badge. Cup. you get yeah. that, you do badge. get that cool next, patch and yep, we get to keep season. that patch and until Real Madrid win it. <laughs> I, I made sure no, 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 when Liverpool won the club world cup, I made sure to get a Jersey the next season just cause no. Cause like, seriously. Like it's no, a, it it's a cool badge. No, no, it just, it's I, a cool badge. Right? I just kind of cool forgot patch. about it. That yeah. patch says it's a great you are patch. Indeed, the best club in the world. I have a, I have a Roberto Firmino jersey for Liverpool with that badge. Right and I am definitely going to get a new Chelsea kit yep. with that patch on it. You Absolutely. should. You should. You should. But do you have I any have, other like? Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say um, the one thing I was going to add in too with with Ravi's point was like. I thought the way Thomas Tuchel came in last year and this Chelsea club and team and, you know, the way that Roman Abramovich was always backing that club. I had them as my dark horse this year because 
maybe player for player, they weren't better than Liverpool and City, but I figured that they would give them more problems. And then that whole debacle with, I mean, debacle, maybe not the best term of words, but, you know, the sanctions and spending club activities, I it took the wind out of their sails really bad there. And that the amount of injuries we had oh, at the yeah. club midway through the season was insane. We had Chilwell out, who is a crucial part of uh, yep. our play style, like, I know it's weird to say like Ben Chilwell, he is like a crucial part of, but like, I don't know. Alonzo, 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 he was a dog, though. He killed killed it for you. He (laughs) murdered it for you. He absolutely just murdered goal. Yeah. He just kills it in front of goal. He he just took the wheel. He took the wheel when he shouldn't have, and uh, (laughs) he just murdered it. Yeah, yeah. Katie, you're doing like the Austin Powers, like, oh, don't get ahead of myself. And like you did the the, the joke that just won't stop. I love it. No, keep going. I I was gonna say, I don't know. Some people would say Chilwell is probably worth like 10 points to Chelsea. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like for sure. The way our fullbacks would uh, run up the field and create chances for us is crucial. So like um Alonzo, he's not as fast as Chilwell and he doesn't defend as well. So that obviously made us like a little bit more vulnerable at the back. Um, and it didn't like really a, help that like our attackers weren't really on sync either. Yeah. Do you have a, like a team uh, like you were most impressed with this season or most disappointed based I, on how they I felt? Was, I was actually really disappointed with Man United and the way they've been playing. Like, you know, you sign Raphael. I'm, I mean, I'm not surprised, but at the same time, it's still like very disappointing. Like you sign Cristiano Ronaldo, you sign Raphael Varane, you sign Jaden Sancho, all three of those players, like, household names in the sport at this point especially ronaldo and veron and you finish sixth really but at the same time it's like granted ah. i don't th- it, it, at the same time with that signing and I, I have to defend the man because what he did at 37 was ridiculous for a season it was oh, by far by far the worst united season i mean what we finished with 58 points but i think without ronaldo we'd finish with 38 points oh. this year United United would be in the bottom half. Oh yeah, we, it, it would have been easily, easily. And like the whole like Pogba nonsense and yeah. the way Van de Beek was treated and like it, your midfield. My, my greatest regret as a and United don't even fan. get me started on Harry Maguire. Yeah, oh, dude. Oh my god, <laughs> that's a whole that's a whole other that's a podcast. Whole, we'll, we'll, we can, <laughs> Let's all get back on tomorrow for that. Um, and then also the one thing I want to say too that also just was devastating for united fans is the whole greenwood situation i mean oh god oh god that, I forgot that's yeah that. that's a whole other that's a whole other thing but i have to i have to throw that in there is like you know we had no, no it's valid you know i mean every united fan was I, we, how does I mean, pr- we prison feel yeah. How does prison taste? I don't know. I, we'll have to ask him. Well, no, I'm not asking you. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm saying ask him. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. I don't. God. I think that was just a little heartbreaking for sure, and de- pretty. I feel like it was probably pretty devastating to the squad that was already having a lot of difficulty, and having this young and up and coming talent end up being that. You know that that had to create some issues on top of everything that was already going on, and not to mention fuck the Blazers. So I had to toss that in there. Yeah. That's totally also very valid. Martin would really appreciate that last <laughs> comment. Um, uh, let's hop over to JD. I, I, so on EPL boys, you kind of went through the same spiel. We're kind of stealing your thunder right now. What, what, what did you say? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, yeah. Lad's podcast is way bigger than the EPL boys. Uh, but uh, follow and subscribe to the EPL boys. Uh, there, plug bro. that. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we just did like literally like an hour before we started recording this. We, uh, we just did our end of season reward or awards ceremony 
And uh, we did like our best player, biggest improvement, you know, uh, biggest disappointment. And uh, end of the season, it's weird because this season is weird. <laughs> Manchester United finished sixth, where without Cristiano Ronaldo, they probably would have finished like 10th or 11th, which is wild. I think maybe I mean, even lower than that. Yeah, yeah, possibly. And that's, that's straight from a Manchester United fan's mouth. I and I, 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 I'm there. Like my podcast co-host Matt Sai, who couldn't be here tonight, he would. Oh my God, he is the most depressing Manchester United fan <laughs> I've ever met. I, he, <laughs> he is wild. But it's this season was crazy. It was crazy. I, I mean, as if I'm going to go with just like the best signing. I, yeah, you talk D, Luis Diaz. You have to talk yeah. about Luis Diaz. Yeah. I, and yeah, yes, I'm biased there. there. I'm not saying he's no, the best no, signing. great signing. Unbelievable. I'm, no, no, he's great oh, no. signing. I'm not saying he's the best signing season. I'm just saying he's great signing. Like in the in the in the talk for it for sure. Yeah, yeah, he's up there. Uh, Kulusevski, of course. Ronaldo, just because of what he did for United, keeping them from the bottom half of the Premier League. It's Christian Eriksen for me. Yeah. I, what he did, Brady. Well, exactly what you said earlier. For me, it was Christian Eriksen. I Lukaku just failed to deliver. I mean, if you're talking about like best manager of the season, Thomas Frank was my number two. For me, it's it's maybe biased, but Jurgen Klopp brought Liverpool to every single game possible. He brought them to every final needed. Yeah, yep. no, they Liverpool played every single game they possibly could, except for say the Club World Cup because they didn't win the Champions League last season. Every single game Liverpool could play, they played. So I, I, I know that the Premier League gave Jurgen Klopp the Manager of the Year award, and I kind of agree with them for that reason. I, I agree too. Like yeah. Jurgen Klopp had your team Liverpool in contention for a quadruple. That is yeah. unheard of. On the yeah. last day of everything. It was yeah, everything I, was a one-off game. Yeah. And, and it's like it's me saying that as a devoted Liverpool fan, but like it's <laughs> I, I'm trying not to be biased, but it's like I think it's him. I think he is the best manager for the season. Like Pep obviously won the league, but like yeah. I think the other thing, too, that's heartbreaking is Liverpool w- missing out on a title to Man City by a point again. A single point. A single yes, point again, in a title-winning season. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And and this was even this was even closer than it was, what, three, uh, three, three years, years ago? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who did Man City play then? And we thought, like, wasn't it Brighton? And we were yeah, like, I ah. think it was Brighton. Yeah, 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 because it was Brighton because the, it was like, oh, man. I remember where I was. I was literally in the Hamptons. I was literally on holiday in the Hamptons with my ex-girlfriend. And I say on holiday, it was a birthday and I took her to the Hamptons. You were on holiday, mate. I was on, I was on holiday. holiday. I literally have the fucking holiday. holiday. I remember it. In, three oh, years ago, I was on holiday in the Hamptons in the Airbnb. And it's my ex-girlfriend's birthday. I know, I, I guarantee she's not listening to this podcast. Uh, I was literally <laughs> laying in bed on her birthday, watching this fucking game on my phone. And I felt like such a piece of shit. And maybe that's why I'm not with her anymore and I have a new girlfriend. But <laughs> why Liverpool lost? I think that's all on you, JD. That's yeah. I mean, you it, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah, put yeah. bad juju in the universe. Um, all right. I haven't gotten to Andy. Andy, Andy, what were your thoughts on that? That was a that was a roller coaster there, JD. Thank you. Um 
Andy, what are your thoughts on how the season finished? Obviously, our Arsenal, we fucked up top four. There is no mistake in it. We fucked up top four, but I do not consider it a bad season. I feel as though we're right where we should be. And it's definitely an improvement from the last two seasons, back-to-back eighth places uh, for the Gunners. We did fuck up. I mean, there was that three-game stretch where you lost, like, Crystal Palace. and uh, Yeah, that that's that, I mean, that was the season. Right Brighton, there. I think it was. There was, like, in three Southampton. teams. Southampton. Southampton. That was our Champions League, and we kind of screwed that all up. So, um, Arsenal aside, <laughs> do you have any other teams that you were thought were very impressive how they finished or some where you're, like, wildly disappointed? Obviously, Man United, we've talked enough. I think we don't have to bring that up for Brady's sake, but I, I'm teams. not that. I've I've kind of gotten past <laughs> it now. It's in the past, but... I mean, right. they definitely ah. were, like, going into the season, I thought, like, a realistic expectation for Arsenal was finish fifth, get back into Europa League, because... Manchester United on paper improved so much. I definitely didn't think that Tottenham would be the ones to finish fourth. I, I figured that I figured Manchester United had that locked down at, at least top, at least fourth place. So, I mean, yeah, to see them have the season they had was very surprising. Um, I was surprised that Leeds stayed up, given how poorly they started the season. And I know they're a pretty divisive team to watch. I personally have enjoyed the Leeds roller coaster that, you know, the last two seasons, um, I mean, murder ball was, was something to behold. The greatest uh, Brandon, thing on the Brandon planet. Aronson, Brandon Aronson going to light up the league next year. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he does. I mean, he, uh, I, he fits the style. I'm, 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 a, I'm a big Philadelphia Union fan. Yeah. So I actually know a guy that knows Medford, him. New Jersey's finest. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, he's a Philadelphia Union Academy project. So, uh, He's a Philly guy, yeah. not a not a Medford, New Jersey guy. <laughs> no, nah, he's that's from like Jersey. me. I always say I'm a Philly guy, even though I grew up in Jersey. We have a lot in common in Aronson. So, um, Andy, Andy, anything else? Did you find anything that were like uh, any other outliers or anything that stuck out to you? Uh, I don't know if I if I can think of any outliers right now. I know we kind of talked about Newcastle finishing wherever they finished and having a, you know they had a brilliant second half of the season. I don't know if it's that much of an outlier now considering their ownership and right. I mean, I know they were able to add, uh, uh, Bruno, Br- Bruno Bruno Gamir- 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 oh. Gamir- like they, they definitely, Gamir- they definitely spent money in January. So, you know, it, good money it should be, uh, yeah, money, it should be that yeah. unexpected. Well spent that too. That well spent. Yeah. 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 I they, think, they, yeah. Yeah, I think what Joel, um, what uh, Joel Eddie Alton. Howe did with Joel oh, yeah. was just yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, Midf- oh yeah. my, oh my God, midfielder, that different guy's player. Yeah. completely different player. And John Joe Shelby too. I didn't think he, I thought he was done. <laughs> I didn't think he had anything <laughs> left in him. I, I thought he was done like three years ago. <laughs> John Joe, Joel Linton, he's a striker. He was a dog shit striker in this league, and he is one of the best midfielders in this league at this yeah. point. It's insane. Loves to crunch, loves to crunch people. Loves to play the I, ball. I mean, he's just. I don't crunch. understand. I, I I don't understand it. Like I, I he was a pretty decent striker in the Bundesliga too yeah. when he played there. Yeah, well, how Haller was a great. Ter- or, no, sorry, he was a terrible striker for West Ham, and he's ridiculously he world class striker for Ajax. Yeah. So yeah. It, mm-hmm. it goes both ways, apparently. Yeah, like, everyone's a good striker in Eredivisie, though. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I don't know, but. but Eredivisie <laughs> is a interesting league. Yes, yeah. Well, th- I think that's a very good detailed description of that, <laughs> Robbie. It's a very interesting <laughs> league for sure. Yeah. Um. 
I I was going to ask uh, in terms of the other awards, like how do we feel about Kevin De Bruyne winning PFA Player of the Year? I know. Wait, did he win? Did he win that? Oh, yeah. Brady, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, uh, Kevin, we haven't heard your thoughts on this year just yet either. How about <laughs> yeah, you, man? Oh, there we go. oh, man, I'm just always trying to give. You know, no, I mean, no, you to... got to take a little bit. Come he's on, man. he's just sad say? about Arsenal. Yeah, dude, like Arsenal, I really love this squad, man. I think Art Odegaard has just been phenomenal <sighs> for us. I think class. I just really love that Viking boy, especially after seeing the Northmen. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, man, like I, he fit right into You're that. Down the Scandinavians. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, I think actually Arsenal might have been one of the teams that have impressed me this year. Like considering like they've been where fun. you guys. They've been yeah, they've fun. been good. Like, it's and you guys great, lost like your only like decent striker i'm sorry lacazette is shit but like you lost to <laughs> yeah, in january and you didn't replace him and you still and, managed to finish for you still managed to finish in a european spot like yeah, you're still playing Eddie, european ball next year and, and and they haven't used pepe at all and he was only 72 million pounds like <laughs> yeah. I, it's yeah. crazy like i'm not <laughs> as impressed with tottenham like i kind of expected like conte to like bring them up but like let's see how they do, do long term yeah. so well, i'm Kev, well, I'm, I'm sorry, Brady. I was, no, you're good. Go, real you quick, good. I was going to say, Kevin, I'm, I'm curious what you th- like. If you had to put just uh, if great Arsenal season is a success, a failure, or an eh, and I guess that extends everybody else on how you thought your your guys' teams did. Like, how, like Kevin, how do you what do you feel about Arsenal season? Was do you think it was a success? If we made Champions League, I would have been like, that is a great success. At this point, I would just put it as just success. It's I feel like so yeah. meh, meh. We, I, yeah. I would put it at we finished where we should have. Like, we met the standard that we should have. I would agree. Um, yeah, I think, like, Arsenal would get, like, completely obliterated in the Champions League. But yeah. Europa League, you know, I think you guys have a decent chance of winning that trophy. And I think, I think the other thing, too, is with how young your squad is, the Europa League is going to be great experience for them. Because, I mean, I'm sorry, but Emile Smith-Rowe, Buki Okasaka, Tamiyasu, all those younger guys that you guys have, and Ben White and Gabrielle are already making such a great partnership back there. I think that you guys just need another summer transfer window that's going to be really good. And then from there, you guys be a top four challenger. I thought as much as I don't like to say it, but like Arsenal were, they were good this year. They, they bottled certain things when they were on, on, on track to do good, do above good things, but you know, they were on track to do great things, but then they had a good season because they ended up not being great, but that's what it is when you have a young team like that. Honestly, the most, the the most, Oh, sorry. We're going to say, I was going to say, uh, just, I think injuries towards the end of the season certainly yes. didn't help. Tamiyasu yeah. was massive. I yeah. thought he was a fever dream at one point. Like, did yep. he play for us this season? I was like, where is he? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Arsenal no, was, I, without their starting two fullbacks. Oh, sorry. They were without their starting two fullbacks. They lost party during that Palace game. Yeah. And that was, I mean, you Certainly during that that three game slide where they lost to Palace, uh, Brighton, and Southampton, they could have really used part. They could have used all three players. Um, so I, I mean, every team had injury issues. Yeah. I think Arsenal just had really big ones that were tough to overcome at a terrible time of the year. But I think you know your guys' team the way it's built. Those injuries, people are like, oh, that's going to crush them. But you had people step up. Like, I mean, Mohamed El Nenny at the end of the season, El Nenny started playing 
fucking. Mene is getting a new contract because of how he played in the last six games. Yeah, Eddie and Ketia was. I mean, he's he's on track to leave at the end of the season on like a free right, and like he ended up, or maybe it's next season. Like his contract's running down, and he Mm -hmm. ended up stepping up toward the last couple games of the season and doing really well. You know, like you guys said, Odegaard. Thankfully, Odegaard. Thankfully for you guys, Odegaard managed to stay healthy all season because I think that he was really, really key to your guys' progress and success. But you guys also had Gabriel Martinelli and Emil Smith-Rowe tearing it up out there. I mean, I... Uh, and then Tavares and um, what's the other guy? Lukonga that you guys... Lukonga, yeah. Yeah, not bad signings either. I forgot they, about they, that guy. Yeah, not well, terrible Ar- signings. Arteta forgot about Lukonga. Yeah. I forgot about Lukonga. <laughs> Holy I shit. like the guys. Uh, I like the. I mean, I like the approach that uh, Arsenal took in the summer transfer window. Yeah. They basically just overhauled their entire defense, yep. and it worked. It paid off. And young, and we got him very young, which yep. was very. And, smart. and we haven't talked about Ben White, yep. who has not been that good, but can be someone for the future. Yep, and Aaron Ramsdale's also proving to be something for the future for you guys. Ram- he'll he'll Ramsdale- be an Arsenal. Arsenal what, great if he continues the way he's going. Ramsdale on on so on the EPL Boys podcast by podcast. Uh, Aaron Ramsdale, Kev, I hope you listen tomorrow when it comes out. He was my biggest improvement award because he survived two relegations and somehow put his self into the position where he's the undeniable starter for Arsenal and probably the best Arsenal player of the season. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, I, he was insane. He was insane. My my last thought on Arsenal, I thought the most impressive thing from a managerial standpoint was getting rid of Aubameyang this season because I felt as though (laughs) that was dead weight. Yeah. Yep. Cutting that time. You got got some more to get rid of, but yeah, it was was, addition by subtraction. And I really appreciated that because I felt as though, we had a super young squad, and I will never denounce that Aubameyang had some amazing seasons for us. He's an unbelievable striker. He can really fucking put up the stats. Don't get me wrong. But I felt as though what Arteta saw is like, we have a very young squad. I don't think he wanted that influence on Aubameyang. Aubameyang's influence in the locker room said, this is not the culture. This is not what we're doing. Send him to Barcelona, and I've had a bunch of my Barcelona friends like raggle me, be like, I can't believe you let this guy go. He's scoring this tons of goals. It's like, no, no, no. no like That was I, a good thing. It was mm-hmm. it worked out for everybody. And I think that really showed because I've had many doubts about Arteta. That was like one move and seeing the success of that move be like, okay, this guy might have something. That's him being a manager. Like that's yeah. that's what that is. That's making good decisions. And that hundred percent agree. That was a great, that's a great shout. Hopefully, I, I, hopefully he makes happens. the same position. Hopefully he makes the same decision on Lacazette. And yeah. Well, I that's been a good soldier, man. I think Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but you need to let him go. Same yep. with Jaka. Yeah, Lacazette is also without a contract, so it's not entirely up to Arteta. If yeah, Lacazette doesn't but, want to resign, he's gone. Oh, that's what yeah. I said. Like Arsenal is like one of the teams that impressed me this season because like they got rid of Aubameyang and like attitude, whatever. Despite all that, he is still a quality goal scorer, right? And they didn't replace him in the win- in the January window. Like they were after Vlahovic, that didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Well, like, yeah, let's all laugh. It's, they one, still but. like managed to like pull through despite that setback. Like that's why I'm impressed with Arsenal. And, and now they're on. They're in talks with Gabriel Gabriel Jesus, which is going could possibly be a great signing for I them. I think it'd be a great signing. Yeah. yeah, if they yeah. pull that one off, I will be very. Zinchenko, that'd be cool. 
if you guys got Zinchenko from actually, well, what do you need Zinchenko? I mean, what do you need Zinchenko for? You got you got Tierney and Tavares. Why the fuck not? I don't care. No, they need a, they need a fit. Tierney's only going to be playing yeah, like they, yeah. twenty games, maybe. They need yeah. a left back that's actually yeah. like fit. Yeah, yeah Tier- Tierney being out for you guys. That's that was big. I yeah. thought if you guys would have had Tierney, I mean that could have also pushed you guys in the champions. Like Tierney was such a player. Um, but yeah, not, no, I'm not captain of Scotland though. Yep, true. <laughs> But I am terrified of Arsenal next year. Sick, JD. Sorry, time. hold on. S- shut the fuck up. I don't- <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's such a that, that's such a specific dig to anybody talk about like Kieran Tierney. I'm just like, yeah. Oh, I can't wait to see them back. in the World Cup. Oh wait. Uh. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it's just a dig because like Andy Robertson, my team Liverpool. Oh, Andy yeah. Robertson. He's captain of Scotland. They still didn't oh, make really, the World JD? Cup. I didn't. No, I'm saying. Hey, it's okay. I don't know why we're talking about Scottish Scottish players right now. They're shit anyway. So yeah, they they they, they kind of are. Other than Robertson and Tyranny, I'll put Tyranny in that position. But don't forget I think, yeah, the sorry, Scottish yeah. Iniesta, Billy Gilmore. You oh, Billy Gilmore. Conversation. Oh, and Scott and and Scott McSauce. Scott yeah, McSauce. Scott McSauce. There you go, Brady. Oh God, fucking damn it, <laughs> Brady! You, let, let's finish, Brady. I interrupt you. What was your point? Yeah, you're trying to finish. Uh, I was going to say next year. I think Arsenal could really be with a good summer transfer window and getting some of their players back healthy. Regardless of what they do with Jocker or anything like that, you know, the one thing I was going to say is what's impressive with Arsenal is if you looked at Arsenal and United two years ago or a year ago, both of us were in the same position, as in we're in a rebuild. Our boards were fucking awful. You know what I mean? Not treating the club with any respect and doing anything that was beneficial. But Arsenal managed to actually fix that. And the whole board decided to go with a really good decision, keeping Arteta in, you know, putting faith in Arteta, putting money in there. A lot of money, too. You guys spent, what, like 200 million last summer or something like that? 150, 200, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's just if that's the direction that Arsenal's headed and the board continues on that vectored kind of like path i think that arsenal could really kind of move back into the top four in the next couple of years especially with all the talent that you guys have yeah i that that'd be cool i'd be <laughs> but they are arsenal yeah. they just got to retain the talent yeah that's yeah. that is going to be the big key coming up in the next couple of seasons yeah, yeah i don't want another yeah. serge nabry situation Ugh. um Oh, he might be coming back. You never know. He's coming, you're the he, second no, he's person coming to say to, that to me this week. I don't think, I don't so. think so. Swap deal for money. He's coming to Liverpool. Oof. All right. Oof. You're in Mason Mount. What are you talking about? Future. Well, no, no, no. We already have Mason Mount. Mason you Mount. already have him. <laughs> I don't know, that's, that's man. Separate. I don't know. Eric Ten Hag is allegedly poaching his uh, contract situation here. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Well, I, we're not going to do transfers. That'd be a whole different pod. Let's wrap it. Let's wrap it up. And I really appreciate you guys for hanging out this yeah, long, doing the pod. I know it's getting late. So really appreciate all of you for hanging out. I could talk uh, for three more hours. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's wrap it up with player of the year. Let's go around, say mm-hmm. who everyone believes, who their player of the year is. Um, I'm I'll go first. I'll let you guys have some time. I'm in the camp of Kevin De Bruyne. I think he's the best midfielder in the world. Um, I think he was obviously, I think the most important player for Man City for them to win the title. Um, and I just love watching him play. Some of his yeah. passes when he's got two guys on him and he just curves it out far left. I don't understand his passing the way how I I never I I always underestimate how strong he is in the midfield as well. And he can also have 
a wicked rocket of a leg and score some goals. So I, I'm with Kevin De Bruyne. I understand the arguments for the other players who are probably going to be mentioned, who I've heard mentioned, but uh, I love that ginger. I'm also a ginger. I'm kind of biased. So yeah. I mean, he was shit in that final game for the first half and leading into like most of the second half. And then that one pass to the back post on Gundogan, I was just like, how the fuck did you see that? <laughs> just like, <laughs> how the fuck did you do that? So yeah, no, I agree with you on, I, or sorry, I don't, I don't want to transition me going next. And if you had anybody else. Yeah, yeah, no, we'll, we'll, we, we'll, we can hop around. Uh, we'll go to, we'll go to Ravi. Then yeah, we'll go to Brady. Sure. So All Ravi, right, cool. who is uh, your player of the season? For me, it would have to be Mohamed Salah. Like he's mm-hmm. putting up incredible numbers with Liverpool and like he is just a phenomenal phenomenal player I I, th- I think he gets disrespected way too much but I also have to mention Mason now he put up some good numbers this year too and I just love watching Mason play for us underappreciated by yeah should have been young player of the year I mean we didn't have to get into like the Phil Foden versus Mason Mount uh young player of the year award well it's but... obvious it's obviously Mason Mount yeah, no, but I think Mason Mount is also good. He ended up with like what eleven goals, ten assists, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not Mason Greenwood. So <laughs> it's the who better is? of the two. You know Masons. who is? Um, <laughs> um, I'll, I'll hop over to Brady. Brady, who's your player this season? You, I think you were agreeing with me of Kevin, but Muhammad I was, is like one A, one B for me. So I like, was. Yeah, I was agreeing with I'm going to agree with both of those guys as worthy contenders for player of the season. And definitely, I mean, there's no argument against those two being it. But the one thing that I was most depressed about was how Hungman Son didn't get tossed in there. And I don't maybe it wasn't Premier League player of the season, but one of the big player of the season campaigns, he wasn't even named. And he had, you know, the golden boot with Salah with an argue arguably a dip more difficult task with a shittier Tottenham team. And I'm nodding my head as a Liverpool fan. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I, nodding I my head. That. So I think Hungman son and also the, the, uh, the linear like rise of that player as well. You know, I think it would have been a very good shout to kind of give him player of the season, but you know, it went to De Bruyne, right? And yes. it's well worth it going to De Bruyne. And if it would have went to Mohamed Salah as well, I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have been argumentative in that way either, because both of them pulled the most ridiculous performances out of thin air. You know, that solid dribble versus city that went down as goal of the season will arguably go down as one of the best goals in premier league history, just because it's the skill and finish that it took. And then, you know, I have to honorably mention, like, I don't think he should have got player of the year, but if they had an old old player of the year, I think Ronaldo should have got that. I was about <laughs> to know? say, oh, I, I think Ronaldo absolutely. at least deserves a big shout. Yeah, yeah, honorable mention yeah. for sure. I mean, if they had geriatric yeah. of the year, then you know, Team Pookie at that point. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, Ronaldo yeah. for sure for old player of the year. <laughs> old head, get the old, old head, head of the year. year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, old head of the year. It's like Vince Carter in season twenty, still putting up eighteen. <laughs> um, okay, I'll hop over to Andy. Andy, have you had time to consider? Uh, your player of the year, and why is it Bakuyo Saka? I can't be that biased. And actually, I think I, I, I'm inclined to say Youngman's son. Just if if anything, because I think he is more important to Tottenham than I mean Kev, Kevin De Bruyne. Obviously, you can't replace him, but I feel like what Son did this season is probably more important. Like if you took him out of the lineup of Tottenham's lineup, I mean they would have been, you know, probably a bottom half, a bottom table team or certainly lower than they finished. It's like Kevin DeBurn out of Man City. Maybe they didn't win the maybe they don't win the title, but they're still gonna top four the top material. Yeah. Yeah. So if 
I guess if you're saying player of the season, probably De Bruyne. If you're saying most valuable player, I think it might be Son. Ooh, different that's argument. A, that's, Who's, a, that's a very it pains, good. That's a very it pains good. Pains me to say that because mm. yeah, I do, I do want to say Bukayo Saka so much because I think he also falls into the camp of he, he is pro- he is one of the most valuable players in the league to his team, even if he didn't have the greatest season statistically. So I guess instead of old head of the year, we could toss Ronaldo in most valuable player of the year for, you know, United in that sense too. Yes. I, I yeah. like that. I like that shout most valuable player. Yeah. You'd be in 12th instead of sixth. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, JD, who is your player of the season? So I, I, I feel bad plugging my own podcast again, because I've done it like three times, but what is it? He- well, yeah. Well, it's <laughs> What's your podcast EPL called again? Right? The EPL boys podcast. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the EPL boys, uh, were on Instagram and well, not really on Twitter, but, uh, on major platforms. boys with an S or a Z it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, it's a, it's a Y, but, um, <laughs> I thought it was an I and two Z's. Yeah. Well, well I'm just, yeah. no, I, I, Kev, I apologize for plugging my podcast. So Dude, like I don't give a shit. Podcast. Yeah. Well, well, who's your player of the season? <laughs> <laughs> so what, what my podcast, the EPL boys, what we did earlier tonight, what will be released tomorrow. Uh, we did our whole awards thing and best player. I had three names written down: Kevin De Bruyne, Young Minson, and and Mohamed Salah. And I, I, it was a tough choice because honestly, De Bruyne, the reason he's not he's the reason he's third in that list is because it's Manchester City. Mm-hmm. They don't need Kevin De Bruyne. That's a good point. Like they don't I remember, they don't like, need him. But he makes they, them so much better. Yeah, it, it makes them better, but they don't need him. Yeah, they could do what they do without him. They could yeah. not without, him, but with someone less than him, they could yeah, do what they do. That's a good point you make because, like, I remember I don't know if it was last season or the season before, but like Kevin De Bruyne was out for a lot of games, and then Gundogan stepped up. He scored a crap ton of goals, and, and it was like nothing changed. And that's what I'm saying. Like this season, yes, he is probably the best attacking midfielder in the world. I just when I'm looking at the season, Hyungmin Son and Mohamed Salah they tie for the Golden Boot race. Bias aside. I'll say Son scored all 23 of his goals without penalties. Salah had a couple penalty goals that added to his 23 goals. It wasn't many. It wasn't many. Salah got the gold boot and the assist award. That's honestly, I said this on, on, on my podcast. That is the only thing separating the two of them that Salah, that Salah scored 23 goals and got the assist record. That's why I'm putting him him as my best player this season. And you know what's crazy is like he's the most he's the best forward in the world besides you know people will also say Kareem Benzema as well. But like and Lewandowski, but like yeah yeah yeah. Well, well, but we're talking this season specifically. Benzema and Salah are up there, but just because of the way Liverpool ended their season and how Benzema ended his season, Mohamed Salah won't even be a real contention for Balloon d'Or when he definitely should be. Yeah, he'll he'll be in the top ten, but yep. it, yeah, he'll be in the top ten. But it, yeah, yeah, getting goals and assists and being the top in the Premier League like that—that that is just unfathomable. It's it's, it's, it's to, insane. To to me, the best the best player in the Premier League this season because he won the the honestly the the two top awards, most goals, most assists. I'm sorry, like to me that says the best player. 
Yeah, what like, the hell? Why didn't Harry Kane win it last year then? Yeah, I'm I'm definitely like fuck Harry Kane. I don't give a shit now. Yeah, nobody, <laughs> nobody uh, cares. I, you can't understand him anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like biased towards Salah only because like he managed to win a couple of trophies this year. Son didn't because you know Tottenham. So like I'm biased to say Salah. The history of the Tottenham. The history of the Tottenham. It is, is and fo- football er- heritage. It is football heritage. All right, boys. Well, uh, this was football heritage. I really appreciate you guys coming on, hanging out, talking about Champions League, talking about in the Premier League season. Uh, probably gonna come back and do some like transfer talks. We got some uh, summer stuff going on. So uh, really appreciate you, Andy, JD, Ravi, Brady. Uh, thank you guys again for coming on, and uh, hope to see you back on the pod soon. Yeah, would we'll, oh, yeah. yeah. back on. Thanks for having yeah, us, Kevin. You're a great host. Me. Thanks, man. All right, later, guys. Don't forget yes. about the EPL boys, guys. <laughs> Don't forget about the EPL boys. I'll be your dream. I'll be your wish. I'll be your fantasy. I'll be your hope. I'll be your love. Be everything that you need. I love you more with every breath. Truly, madly, deeply do. I will be strong. I will be faithful. Cause I'm counting on a new Say